Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living For Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living For Him, and I'm so excited to finally get to put another uh, recording out there for our podcast because it's been a while. Things got a little busy this summer, which is ironic because you all know that I'm the girl that really doesn't do well with busy, but um, it's been a good busy and a great season of um, doing things that I really feel like are bearing fruit. So it's a good busy. It's not a burden busy, but nonetheless, it's been a little bit busy. As you all know, I'm sure you've seen it all over the internet because I don't stop talking about it and I apologize for that but (laughs) I've been talking a lot about our Simply Living for Him retreat um, back in July and it was about a month ago that 33 ladies gathered together for one purpose for a beautiful weekend and that was to seek Jesus and to um, learn to live more simply to get rid of distractions to clear the clutter but what we learned most of all that weekend was that God created women for beautiful relationships and for unity, and we saw firsthand how women can come from all different walks of life, from literally all different states, um, for one purpose, and that was that we wanted more Jesus and less of this world. We prayed together, we worshiped together, we praised together, we... um, fellowshiped. We had just so much, um, you know, unity that weekend. It was just a beautiful thing. And we all connected on such a deep level that I actually didn't expect to happen. You know, God gave me this idea to do this retreat. And um, I apologize. I've got my little guy singing in the background. (laughs) I told him I was going to be recording, but I guess he's trying to make background music. Anyhow, um, it's a beautiful summer day and the kids are running around. So, you know, keeping it real. But anyway, I had this idea for this retreat and God placed it on my heart. And really all the while, as we were moving forward with the plans, I was asking him, why, Lord, why am I doing this? I have no business doing this. I can't do this. Many times I would panic and feel like I need to cancel the whole thing because this is just crazy. And, you know, all along, I really felt God was saying, um, you can't do this, but I can. And he really did. So we're stepping forward in faith and going forward for next year. We're having it again next summer, and we're really excited about that. So um, you can find all the information on the website, and I'll tell you about that later. But we are um, open for registration already for next summer, for 2017. But um, I did want to tell you that you know the podcast has been on hold because of that. We were busy with the retreat. And then we revamped the whole website, Simply Living for Him. If you visited the blog lately, you'll see we have a fresh new look. Uh, We have a a makeover, a little facelift. And I transferred, well, I shouldn't say I, I did nothing. (laughs) My husband transferred. Uh, transferred the whole blog from the blogger platform over to WordPress. And if you're out there and you don't know what any of that means and you don't have to, but if you're a blogger, you know that that's a scary thing, transferring all of your work from the past seven years over to a whole new platform. And thankfully, it went smoothly and seamlessly. There are some issues here and there, you know, with broken links. And if you come across anything, please contact me and let me know that you're having an issue 
you and we'll figure it out. But mostly it was seamless. And um, I think it's a beautiful new look. It's efficient. It's clean. It's simple. And um, I would encourage you to go check out the blog. Check out our new look. And thank you to my husband at Farmhouse Studios for doing that for me. And um, it really was not a scary process. I thought it was going to be, but it wasn't. And I think the end result looks beautiful. So we were busy with that. And we also... Um, well, I also have been busy with getting my calendar for 2017 in order, and I will be speaking again at uh, Teach Them Diligently in the spring. So I'm going to be putting together some new presentations for 2017. I'm excited about that. And also, I've been busy with working on my book called Home. I am revising it, updating it, and I'm getting it out to an editor to uh, revamp that as well. And it's time for some updates and some revisions. So you can be on the lookout for that. Hopefully we will release the new version uh, within the very near future. So a lot of exciting things going on. I've also been busy with the little hobby farm here, Love's Farm. We've had an amazing abundance this summer of um, veggies. And as you know, if you follow Simply Living for Him, I talk about our little slice of heaven here at Love's Farm. Uh, we planted a garden knowing that we were going to have an abundance. That was the point. We wanted to grow tons of extra so that we could give it away and, you know, share with those who may not be able to grow their own fresh veggies. So we've been busy with that. My boys have been, and my daughter have been putting out a farm stand a couple times a week right in front of our house with a sign that says free. We've been meeting people in the neighborhood. So it's been really um, a great summer. Busy, but great. So so um, I have some live videos on Simply Living for Him. Well, they were live at the time, but they're still up there on Facebook if you want to go back and look at those. I've been uh, showing little tours of Love's Farm and talking about what we're doing here. And also, if you follow me on Bible-based homeschooling on that Facebook page, I've been really enjoying using the live feature because I've been able to show you how we're planning our homeschool this year. And actually, we sort of started already this um, um, homeschool year. We're sort of slowly transitioning. And I've been talking about that on those live videos, as well as showing you the resources that we are using in our homeschool for our different subjects, such as science, language arts, and math. I've been showing you how I'm planning without a planner, just a little notebook, no fancy planner this year. Um, so there's several videos over there on the Facebook page for Bible-based homeschooling, where you can look back and see what um, we've been doing for our homeschool this year. And I'm always looking for new topics to share on those live videos. So if you have anything you'd like to hear about, please email me, let me know, and I would be happy to talk about that. On today's episode of this podcast, I wanted to talk about um, the one thing that you should be doing before you even begin to clear the clutter and to purge. Because, you know, so many people nowadays want to simplify. And we talked about this a lot on the retreat. You know, ladies are out there and they're just looking to get back to the basics and get back to simple. Life has gotten really complicated. And with the um, internet and with the abundance of information and just the way life is in our society these days, it is cluttered and it is distracting. And many people want to simplify, want to sort of get back to the basics and want to purge. But what I have found is and even in my own life, anytime I have done that, 
you know, you do that spring cleaning and everything feels great and fresh and you've gotten rid of all your extra stuff. What happens by the next year? It all comes back. It's like this endless circle. And, um, you know, there's so many times where we mean well and we're like, this is it. I'm going to simplify and I'm going to purge the clutter. And it just doesn't seem to stick. And, you know, I've talked about many times, I believe that the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. And I believe that sometimes the reason it may not stick is because we are not focused on the heart of the issue. And we're just looking at the externals. Like, sure, we can purge stuff and we can get rid of stuff and we can have a garage sale and donate and you know, simplify physically our homes or our things. But if we are not getting to the heart of the issue, that is why things tend to creep back in and clutter our lives up again. Or if your issue is with mental clutter, you know, there's so many of us these days feeling the weight almost of the internet and the weight of the information age because there's almost so much that our brains really can't hold it all or comprehend it all or we're just feeling overwhelmed with the abundance of information. And again, there's been times for my own life where I've taken an internet fast, I call it, you know, where I have said I'm just not going to go on Facebook for a week or I'm not going to um, read anything other than really the Bible or um, certain books for a week. But then what happens after that week? We go right back to our old patterns. And unless we get under control, really the heart of the issues, and there's a few different things at the heart that I'll talk about, then we are going to end up just in this endless cycle of purging and bringing it back or, you know, um, clearing our minds and then just filling them up again. So really the remedy, as I always say, to clutter and chaos, I believe is Jesus. The more we desire him and the more we want to know how he says we should live and the more we want to be in our word, the less appealing this world is to us and what this world offers to us doesn't seem so exciting anymore and you know we live in a beautiful world a great world I'm not talking about you know um that this world, we shouldn't focus on this world, but just as the Bible says, we are living in the world, but we are not of it. And it's really important that if you're struggling with simplifying and purging clutter and feeling like it's a never-ending cycle, that you, before you even start to clear the clutter, before you even start to throw things away, donate, give away, whatever you choose to do, you look at the root of the issue. How did you get here in the first place? How did your home become cluttered? How did your mind become cluttered? Why is there so much chaos in your schedule? Why do you feel overwhelmed and busy all the time? Why are you filling up your time with all of these things? If we don't get to the heart of the matter, we're just... um, like cleaning the surface of something, you know, but not really deep down scrubbing and getting in there and the nitty gritty and figuring out the why. Because it's very easy to go through your house and get rid of clutter. And it's also very easy to bring it back in because we haven't dealt with the root issues. For many of us, the root issues will be that we want to try to keep up with everybody else. We want to, you know, have what everybody else has. And it's human nature, I think, to feel that way. But that's 
that's not what Jesus says we should do. Jesus says we are not to live by our flesh and we are not to covet and we are not to try to keep up with the Joneses. I want to keep up with God. I don't want to keep up with what everybody else is doing. So the number one thing you need to do before you even begin to purge is to get in your word and see what God has to say about these things. Look up the verses. What does he have to say about where you should be storing your treasure? What type of treasure should you be storing up? Um, What does God have to say about comparing yourself to others? You know, all of these things. A lot of us end up filling our homes up with a lot of things, you know, for our children because we want to give them the best of everything. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what does the Bible say about that? Are we really giving our children the best of everything when we give them all types of material things? Is that really blessing them? Sure, it's blessing them with stuff, but what is the blessing in that stuff? Does it bring just a temporary fix of enjoyment? How many of us um, have seen at Christmas when our children get a toy, or think back to yourself when you were a child, and you get something, and you know it's so exciting, and you wanted this so bad, and after a week, it starts to diminish a little bit, and two weeks, and three weeks, and a little while later, it's just the same as everything else. I love to say this around Christmas time, but just remember this year's must have, whether it's Christmas, birthday, whatever items, our next year's garage sale items. Remember those Cabbage Patch dolls when we were little, at least when I was little, that was the big thing. Our parents were literally like going to stores and being trampled down trying to find them. And it was like the thing we must have, we must give to our kids, everybody has it. Where were they after just a few years, right? Collecting dust on a shelf. They weren't so popular anymore. Everything comes in and out. Everything fades with time. The excitement of a new thing fades with time. The excitement of just, sometimes it's more of the anticipation of the thing, right? And then once you get it, it's not such a big deal anymore. I remember having a garage sale several years ago and looking around at all of the items on the table and thinking, that's where I got that kind of saying in my head, thinking, wow, these were all things we thought we had to have for our children at one time. And now they've outgrown them. They've broken their, you know, um, collecting dust somewhere or, you know, being sold at a garage sale. So remember how these things will fulfill you or your children and um, don't get caught up in just a temporary fix. Um, so yes, the one, one of the main things we need to look at before we even, like I said, begin to purge is how did we get here? Do we really need all these things? Are these things just giving us that temporary fix. Um, Another thing when we are beginning to want to simplify is to remember that, and this this is a tough one to swallow sometimes, but really remember that all of these issues, whether it's physical clutter or mental clutter that we're filling up on, um, it's really goes back to a hard issue of self-control. 
And self-control is a fruit of the spirit. And if we can't have self-control in what we bring in our homes or what we put in our minds, then we need to go back to the heart again. We need to get in God's word. We need to have him transforming us because a fruit of the spirit is self-control. And if we're following him and we're letting the Holy Spirit guide us in our decisions and the way we live, self-control will be an overflow of that. And we won't want to bring things in our home that cause us chaos, or we won't want to bring things into our mind that distract us. Really at the root of the issue is, are we following God or are we following the uh, the word? You know, are we following what the world says is success or what God says is success? There is nowhere in the Bible that says that you are um, more successful at following God because you have more things. Many people in this world are really successful in God's eyes and are true disciples of Christ, and they don't have many things. So do not uh, measure your worth or your success in what you have or how your home looks. And, you know, I'm not saying that people with a large home or a beautiful home aren't blessed by God. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is if that is what you're putting your worth in, and that is what makes you feel worthy, then you need to go back again to the heart of these issues. Because our success and our identity is only found in Jesus. It is not found in the type of house we have or how our house looks or any of that stuff. And, you know, it's a very distracting world we live in because... If you just turn on the television and you see these, you know, home and garden shows or whatever it is, and they're telling you your home needs to look a certain way, it really makes you feel inadequate. We don't have TV, so I don't um, watch a lot of that stuff. But I will say that just recently we were watching on Netflix or Hulu, one of those things, one of these, you know, popular HGTV shows. And it was fun to watch how they redo these homes. And, you know, if you all follow me on Instagram, you'll see pictures of my home. I love my house. I love my property where God has set us. It is our dream. And I literally walk around my house still after almost two years saying to my husband, is this real? This is really ours? I love it. So I was watching one of these TV shows and I um, turned it off and looked around my house and said, hmm, my house isn't really so great. I don't have all those fancy paint colors and decorations. And I was like, oh my word, how on earth did that happen? I was perfectly content until I started to see these shows. And believe me, I'm still content. I got over that real quick. But (laughs) we need to be content with nothing else but Jesus. Yes, I love my house. And yes, these, you know, shows make these beautiful homes look like they'll bring us such contentment. But really, contentment only should be found in him alone. And everything else is just icing on the cake. It's just extra. We need to be content with him first and not say, well, I'll be happy when I have the perfect home. Or I'll be happy if my house looks like one of those on HGTV or whatever it is. Um, You know, it's just... We need to really, in our hearts, be content with him alone. Because the truth is, if everything else were stripped away, and this is a hard one for me because, like I said, I love my house. But if everything were taken from me, 
I would need to be content with Jesus because he is all I truly need in this life. So before you even can begin to purge your house of clutter, we need to get to the heart. If you want to purge and you want to get rid of clutter, you need to say once and for all, this is going to be the last time. I'm choosing to live simply because I am content with Jesus. And I do not need other things to make me happy. Yes, they can bring you joy. They can bring you excitement and things like that. But they are not the be-all, end-all. Jesus is. And that is really where we need to look first. My favorite verse, Matthew 6.33, says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all All of these things will be added to you. Seek him first. That is truly the remedy to uh, clutter and chaos and to have less of this world and more of him. You know, if you evaluate where are you spending your time, where do you spend your energy, where do your thoughts go? For some of us, mental clutter is actually worse than the physical clutter in our homes. You know, getting your thought life under control. Like I said, going back to the word and to self-control, being a fruit of the spirit. We need to be so wrapped up in God's word that the things of this world will just slowly, it's like the beautiful hymn says, you know, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Jesus and look full in his wonderful face and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim and isn't that a beautiful way to look at it you know all of these things are wonderful and great but we're only here for a short time we're going to be with Jesus in eternity forever and changing that perspective to that eternal perspective It changes everything. It changes what you spend your money on. It changes what you spend your time on. It changes where you spend your energy, what you're filling up your home with. Um, So if you're looking to really purge and keep that um, as something that is, like I said, once and for all, not to bring it back this time. This is going to be the last time you're going to try to live simply and then, you know, a year from now say, oh, everything's crazy again. If you really want this time to be it, you must go to your heart first. I encourage you to get in the word and to seek him first in all of these things before you throw one single thing out in your home, before you start trying to organize and and do that kind of stuff and say, God, I want to live like you. I want you to show me how to live. I want you to show me what types of things you want in my life and what types of things need to go. Seek him first. I would give it a lot of time in prayer. Journal your thoughts. Study your Bible. People are so... Um, you know, hungry and thirsty for how to live and somebody to give them the right advice. Just turn to your word. There is no magic formula out there. It's truly knowing God. And the more you desire him, the less this world will be so appealing to you, the less you will want to go on a shopping excursion just to fill up your house with stuff. And I'm not saying that we can't have things because I have things. I like, I like things too, but it's where our heart is in the whole process. And I have to know that if everything was taken away from me, 
that I have Jesus and that is enough. You know, there's so many stories about people who will travel to a third world country and, and see these people who have nothing, but they have such joy in Jesus. And I'm not saying we have to live like a third world country here because we have abundance and we're blessed. But we have to have that mindset to know that our happiness is not dependent on things and our happiness is not dependent on stuff. And I will be totally transparent here. And God's been doing an amazing work in me because I have struggled over the years immensely with anxiety over finances. And God has shown me over the years, I mean, he's just too much. I mean, my husband loses his job three times, you know, for the girl who worries about finances, he sure knows how to uh, (laughs) get to me there. But looking back over the years, I have seen how he has constantly provided for us through every job loss and through everything. And, you know, we're certainly not rich by any means, but we we are comfortable. My husband has his own business now, and God has not let us go without. He has provided abundantly for us. We're living in our home that we love. We have our little chickens and ducks, and we have our gardens. And this summer, we started, like I said, growing extra amounts of veggies so that we could give to others in need. And a few times while we were sitting outside with our little farm stand, people would pull up and say, you're really, you know, donating this. You're not selling the food. And, you know, you could make a lot of money if you were selling all these tomatoes right now. And for like a split second in my mind, I was like, yeah, they're right. What are we doing? We could be making money. Why are we just giving this stuff away? And I say a split second because it really was a split second. But it was very easy for Satan to plant a seed of doubt in my mind right then and there if he wanted to. Because I, for, you know, somebody who worries about money for a split second was thinking, well, this would be a great way to have some extra. And you know what I, I truly felt God was saying to me? You have enough. You don't need extra. I have provided for you. And what are you going to do if I give you that extra money from those tomatoes? You're just going to spend it on something else. You are provided for. You have enough. Now go share it with others. And I've really felt the Lord working um, on me in this whole aspect of worry and finances. And, you know, ask my husband. It hasn't been an easy journey with me. Because I can really go down a downward spiral when it comes to money. So God has been working on that with me. And in the end, um, I've made amazing amounts of progress, but I'm still a work in progress. I still have my moments where we'll have a big expense and I panic or, you know, but I feel like God is saying, you don't need extra. Trust me. You have enough. And if your heart is willing to share with others, I will keep providing for you. I'm not going to let you go hungry. I'm not going to let you go thirsty. You have enough. And for me, when I'm, you know, trying to live a more simple life, that is what I have to keep at the forefront of my mind. I have Jesus. I have enough. So I would encourage you, if you're out there and you're looking to simplify Remember, you have Jesus. You have enough. Nothing else you fill up on in this world could satisfy you like him.
So before you, if you want to simplify and you need to, you know, purge and get rid of clutter, before you even do that, hold fast to that truth, believe that truth, and then you can be on the road to living more simply, to getting rid of clutter, and to keeping your life that way, keeping it clutter-free. I have so much more to say on this topic, as always, and I have um, my next podcast episode will actually be talking about the emotional attachment that we have to clutter. So stay tuned for that one next week, and I will be talking about once we have decided to get rid of clutter, believe me, I know it can be hard to actually dispose of some of those things. When we went through our move two years ago, I had to decide what to take with me and what not to take with me. And there was a lot of emotions that came with that. And oftentimes our lives are so filled with clutter and our homes are so filled with clutter because we have such an emotional attachment to clutter. So stay tuned for the next episode of the Simply Living For Him podcast where we will talk about the emotional attachment to clutter. Um, Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the Simply Living For Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living For Him. Again, if you go on our website from now until August 31st and you look under um, the retreat menu at the top, you will be able to register for next year's Simply Living for Him retreat at a super early bird rate of just $99. We have a very limited amount of those tickets left and if you register before August 31st or until they sell out, you can get one of those tickets. That ticket will include some of your meals. It'll include all of the retreat sessions. It will include the worship time, the um, praise time, and all of the other fun activities we have planned during the retreat. If you have any questions about that, please feel free to let me know. You can email me anytime at karen at simplylivingforhim.com. And until the next episode, I wish you blessings and joy.